Welcome back to the second season of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. And a party that seems desperate for a TPK. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Mist, Silway, and Trevor chased after Rotan, who had gone off to investigate the ODL compound against the advice of literally every NPC. Despite their pleas to return in the morning, Rotan insisted that they remain because a tracking spell located his brother's sword within the walls. The much stealthier Tabashi, and not a thief, agreed to venture in on his behalf, but found themselves immediately beset by the compound's bizarre guard animals, Displacer Beasts. Not that anyone managed to pass a nature check to find out. The fight against the beasts alerted the ODL to the party's presence, prompting a hasty retreat. And they almost got away with it too if it hadn't been for Rotan's meddling, I'm sorry, metal, armor. He allowed himself to be captured while the others could only watch helplessly. Now let's hope things get better on Multi-Class Theater. The three of you run across the bridge. The adrenaline rush you've been riding is starting to subsist. The cold nips at your fingers and toes. The town around you is quiet. There are few lights in the windows. You pause in a narrow gap between two buildings as you attempt to catch your breath. Uh, are, are they behind us? I don't see anything. Perception check? Are they behind us? Uh, it's a 10 on the die. It's a 15 total. You don't hear anything. You're tucked in around the corner, so you can't really see the bridge exactly, but you don't hear anything. Mind you, the snow does muffle a lot of the sound. Silway will lean against one of the buildings and just sigh heavily and tiredly. I said wait until morning, right? Like I said that. Like like a dozen times I said that. We should wait until morning. We all said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I think it's morning now, practically. The sun's about to rise, and we have not had any sleep. And yeah, and that's a problem. Get the mount the rescue mission with no sleep. And no spells. And no spells. Well, I don't have any spells anyways. But... Then, then uh, where, where do we go? Well, we either rest, or we go try to rescue our friend. We go back to the inn, we wait until, like, an actual proper time, and then we go talk to them. Like... During daylight hours, when a normal person would. He's probably not in immediate danger, right? <laughs> Trevor's just sitting there with his arms wrapped around himself, just shivering. <sighs> Whatever. I'm fine either way. Maybe we should go back to the Rotan's family's house here and, and see what they have to say. Maybe they can give us some guidance. Fine, but just we have to be smart and plan about this have a plan about this. Well, now that it's just the three of us, I think we could manage that. Really? <laughs> Never mind. Not going <laughs> to pick that fight. <laughs> but some, some rest would be good. I'm all for resting right now. I think they head back to the inn to just sort of rest and wait until dawn before knocking on the stranger's doors. Oh, that's right, because they don't know us. 
yeah, we, we, we know them. They don't know us. You head back to the inn, and it's very quiet. In fact, you actually have to knock at the door, and Milo sleepily arrives, and he stands there wiping his eyes. Oh, oh you're in late. Oh, go, go, man. Sorry to disturb you. He lets you in, and you retire to your rooms. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll sleep with, with Mist. Uh. He's very fuzzy. He's good for snuggling, I imagine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't you like being petted, Mist? He flicks his tail and goes to sit by the uh, fireplace. Oh, okay. Um, well then, uh, good, good night, Silway. Good night. Good night, Trevor. I'll see you in the morning. Good night, good night. Miss. He stops off up the stairs. Well, I think Silway will join Miss by the fireplace just to decompress for a little bit before going to bed. So you decompress and maybe grab a uh, mug of ale or something, and the number of hours pass. Mist, are you sleeping downstairs? Uh, yeah. Okay. And you're just curled up in front of the fire? Mm-hmm. The sun is starting to come in through the windows. And you are awoken by very loud pounding at the front door. Oi! Open up! In the name of the old open up! And you see Milo come down the stairs, pulling a robe around him, heading towards the door. I'm assuming Silway is sleeping during this. Yeah, Silway's sleeping upstairs and does not hear this, but... Well, you can try. Give me a perception check. 22. The knocking wakes you up. Okay, missed... What do you want to do? First, I want to know how many if, if this counts as a long rest or a short rest vis-a-vis recovering hit points because <laughs> I'm a little wounded. We, we will say it counts as a long rest. Okay. Oh, good. But just, like, you you barely got that much sleep. So we will slowly creep downstairs trying to spy on the situation without being seen. Mist is already down there, right? Yep, and he's going to activate his disguise hat to take the form of, oh, who haven't we seen in a while? Rotan. Be Rotan. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always go to your old standby, Arnon Blix. Yeah, I'm not really feeling the accent right now. We'll just go with we'll just go with Darius the Thief from. Highly unlikely that this guy's going to. Yeah, we'll go with we'll go with that. Pick somebody from way far away. Okay, are you still? curled up laying on the ground no 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 he's sitting in a chair now i want to picture darius the human curled up in a ball <laughs> in front of the fireplace so milo opens the door and in thumps three members of the odal dressed in their armor they're all wearing tabards and they are looking very serious about something the leader catches sight of you mist and stomps his way over to you Oi, who are you? Uh, name's Darius. I don't know your like. Where are you from? Nightfall. Nightfall? Hey, a long way from... Nobody comes here. What are you doing here? Traveling. Where were you last night? Uh, pretty much right here. Your pounding on the door woke me up. <laughs> pretty much right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Miss, give me a deception check. Oh, right, because I'm lying to this person. <laughs> I don't know, I don't have that much in deception. Uh, 17 on the die plus 8 is 25, will that do it? 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm, so. I'm lying about that too. Yes. <laughs> well, not the number, um, but I'm lying about not having a good deception. Uh, I yeah, that. roll roll a deception about your roll. <laughs> I actually have an excellent deception skill. Um. Okay. Um. So. Uh. So why are you here? Still just traveling. To where? Wherever. That's not really an answer. I wanted to see mountains. Oh look, mountains. <laughs> Maybe I'll want to see the plains next and move inland. I thought you were good at deception. <laughs> I ruled very well, thank you very much. Well, yes, and he believes that you were there all night, but... <laughs> a little silway pops into existence on his shoulder. I thought you were good at deception. Swat, 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 swat. <laughs> Give me a performance check. <laughs> a little rotan pops up on his other shoulder. <laughs> you should never lie. Ew, um... Two plus five is seven. Yeah, uh, really, why are you here? Why am I at the inn? Why am I in your town? Why am I yeah. on this earth? You need to be... Nobody comes here. Nobody at all. Then why is there an inn here? Well... I mean, your man would be out of business if nobody came here. It's more of a watering hole for the locals, you understand? Why am I going into some sort of weird gangster language? Anyway, um, yeah, see, yeah, see, it's a Yeah, so, yeah, that's why. It's the local watering hole. You know, get a drink, have a white tea, chat up some ladies, and and also, you know, stay stay in stay in rooms. Which room is yours? I will indicate whichever room is actually one of ours. I, my friend Mara's probably still sleeping up there, but... All right, well, let's go take a look. It's me, Arami. <laughs> Come on, after you. Silly scrambles to get the hell out of the hallway. <laughs> let's go, Darius. Silly, give me a stealth check. I can do stealth. 17. Yeah, you silently scamper back up the stairs and into your room. Mist, are you going to go upstairs? Yeah, he kind of, he kind of, he's going to kind of stagger as he gets out of the chair. Oh, guess that meat is still, you know, still there. Yeah, it's some strong stuff. Is there a way to get out of the second floor? Because Sylvia, I don't think she would just go back to her room. I think she would try to hide. No, there are only two other doors up there. One goes into Trevor's room and one goes, uh, leads to the stairway that goes upstairs. So, I mean, yeah, there's those two exits, but there are no other windows or exits out of the building. There's no windows with a pile of hay at the bottom? Maybe uh, a dumpster no, to not. jump into? You have to go all the way up to the top. Okay. Now if they... you want to do the uh, the eagle dive. She will scramble into Trevor's room. Is Trevor with her, actually? No, he was. Uh, he he's up, but he didn't. He's just sitting there in bed listening. All right. Well, then she will go to his room, and ah, uh, so, so what, what's going on? They're coming upstairs. They suspect something. Who? Who? The Odal. The oh, um, should we hide under the bed? Uh, yes. Pretend to be asleep. Um, okay. He pulls the covers over his head, and you hear him start going. <laughs> Silway does the same thing, with the same exact snore. Next to him? Uh, In bed? Hmm. I want the answer to be yes. 
Okay. Realistically, she probably wouldn't. But you know what? Let's say yes. Like she's in a she's in a bit of a panic and jumps into the nearest bed, which is Trevor's. She jumps into the bed with him, and you can tell <laughs> his snoring changes ever so slightly. <laughs> Poor awkward boy. Yes. So, Mist, you come up the stairs and you see two doors, neither of which has a number or letter on them. There's one on the left and one on the right. I guess I haven't actually been upstairs at this inn before. Uh, we did walk upstairs before. Yeah, going... you did. Yeah. Okay. So I would know which one is which. Yes. So you know that the one on the left was the room that you and. Well, the you know the one on the the one on the right was Sylvie's room. Let me put it that way, because we never specified the rest of the sleeping arrangements. Then that's the door that I'm going to knock on. You knock on the door, and there's no answer. Sylvie, you hear the knock from your room. She maintains her pretending to be asleep, so it does not go to the door. Yeah. All right. What's what's going on here? Well. Perhaps she is asleep. Well, perhaps she better open the door. Because that's what people do in bedrooms, you know. Look, Darius. They'll make me throw you in the brig. Look, I'm starting to understand why people don't come here. Your welcoming committee leaves a lot to be desired. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to your chamber of commerce. (laughs) He moves closer to you and is going to try to intimidate you. Can I oppose this with some kind of save? You can. Yeah, I mean, it's 16, It's a question, is it 16 plus 5 or 16 plus 8? So it's 16 plus 8, which is 24. You are not feeling intimidated at all by him. He steps up into your grill and starts puffing out his chest. And you find the whole thing rather laughable. He flutters his eyes. Oi, open the door. All right. <laughs> Mist is about to go all Bugs Bunny on him. Gee, I really hope she's decent. Otherwise, this is like some serious invasion of privacy, you know. I don't care. Open the door. He uh, jiggles the handle slightly and then before turning it proper to open the door. You open the door and you see an empty room. The sheets and blankets of one of the beds have been thrown back. It looks as if somebody was sleeping there, but the room, as far as you can tell, is empty. Oi, there's nobody here. Oh, good perception check. Maybe she went out to get breakfast. Maybe you're lying to me. I don't like to cut your face. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really wanted to say Jim, but I'm like, they're in the middle of the mountains. Like, they're not going to use nautical terms. Well, you used brig earlier, which is a nautical term. <laughs> He's an old sailor. So. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't like to cut up your face. <laughs> so tell me where she is. Or maybe she doesn't exist. I don't fucking know. Maybe she went to get breakfast, man. Maybe she went down the hall to take a piss. What the hell are you talking... What is What is all this about? You're just barging in here, roughing me up while I'm asleep by the fireplace? Now you're making me... You're, you're demanding to see my friend, whether she's dressed or not? What the hell is kind of... What are, what are you people? Mist, give me an intimidation check. This time you're on the aggressive side. <laughs> fucking one. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see about that. Boys, grab him. Oh, you really shouldn't do that. His two minions try to grab you. 
I mean, you really shouldn't do that. <laughs> Mist's eyes go black, and uh, oh, his disguise fades away, revealing this cat-shaped figure. But instead of his normal spots, his fur is jet black, and only the f- whites of his fangs show because he is activating his fey presence. The two cards go to grab you. And as your disguise falls away, they shrink back. They look at one another, and they bolt from the room, screaming. The third guard, who seems like the leader, stands there for a second in what appears to be shock. And then looks to the left of you, looks to the right of you, sees that you are blocking his path out of the room, turns, runs, and dives out the window. At this point, Silway's jumping into action. She's out of the bed, fl- throws open the door, and runs into the hallway to see what's going on. Mist, it's just an illusion, right? Like the, the Fae presence? Kind of. In its instant, right? So it's not like Silway would run into you looking like that. Right. No, it's basically like a, it's basically like a run, and then it's over. Silway, you throw open the door, and you see Mist standing there in the open doorway across the hall. He kind of shimmies a bit and then taps his hat to restore Darius' his, his disguise as Darius. Oh, there you are. Silway stares daggers at him for like a half second and says, You couldn't have gone with Charm. And then she runs for the window and tries to spot where the guy landed and then chase after him. You're going to scramble out of the window and chase after him? I think she's going to like, I mean, she's going to stick her head out the window to look for the guy. And if he's running, then she will, yeah, jump out the window and try to chase him. Give me a perception check. Twenty-three? You look out the window, and down below, in the snow, you see an outline of a man, as if he had fallen into a big drift of snow. Not a perfect outline, mind you. This is not the cartoons. And then disturbed snow of what looks like him getting up, scrambling to his feet, and then you see footprints leading down the street, back the way you came towards the Odo compound. And in the distance, you squint and you can just make out his back and his shoulders as he rounds the corner. Would it be reasonable to give chase to him? Is he that close? I would say he's maybe 50, 60 feet away. You also see a couple villagers down below looking up at the broken window with astonished and puzzled looks on their faces. She looks back at Mist. You could have captured him. We could have interrogated the man. I mean, maybe. There were three of them. You can't take out three guards. Really, Mist? I and just then, did. And then she she jumps out the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me a dexterity check. Nine. <laughs> This is where Rotan's companions show him how much better they are at handling situations than he does. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be cool, you vault out of the window. And succeeding? And end up landing awkwardly on your ankle, taking a point of damage, and it's going to slow you slightly. It's not broken or twisted or anything, but you definitely landed on it wrong. Then she will start trying to give chase to the guy and realize she's a little bit hobbled and trying to get as far as she can to like see if she can spot him and at least see where he's going before he gets uh, out of range. You follow the tracks through the snow, which is fairly easy, and you see that they lead 
out of the village through the gate. And as you peer around the corner, you see him just getting to the other side of the ravine and approaching the gates of the compound. She curses loudly in Tiran and then makes her way back to the inn, into the front door. As you turn to head back towards the inn, you see coming around the opposite corner from where the front entrance of the inn is, another guard dressed similarly to the guy you just saw sprinting away. And he looks a bit shaken, and he's shaking his head, and he's just walking, but he's approaching. He's coming straight at you. Then she will go intercept him with a dagger drawn. Are you one of the guards? You were with the... Huh? What? What? What could... What are you talking about? Were you in the inn a few minutes ago? Who, who wants to know? I want to know. Tell me now. Who are you? Does that matter? She holds up the dagger threateningly. All right. Intimidation check. All right. 11 plus four. 15. Okay. Okay. Um... Uh, you're with you're with the demon thing in there. Uh, I don't mean any harm or anything. I just was following orders. Just leave me alone. Back inside, into the inn right now. I don't want to go back in there. Please go don't back into go the back inn in right now. No, no, no. There's a big scary beast. In there. Don't make me <laughs> there's go a down. big scary beast out, out here. No, 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 no. Please, 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 please. <laughs> oh no, no, don't make me go back in there, please. She starts shoving him. <laughs> towards the end. You push him in the shoulder and that just pushes him down towards the ground. So now he's like literally lying in the snow at your feet. Okay. Is there anybody no, nearby? No, 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 no. Yes, there are. All of his pleading and screaming has drawn the attention of some of the passerbys and the people just getting up and out into the city to start their day. And they're starting to come towards you. And they're whispering amongst themselves. She'll kneel down over the guy, still with the dagger drawn, and ask him threateningly, Who sent you? Why are you here? No, 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 no. Intimidation check. Don't make me cast detect thoughts on this guy. Uh, 19. Oh, 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 I'm just following orders. I'm just, I'm part of the Odal. And they asked me to come here. And I don't know, something about somebody broke in there last night. And I came in here and I didn't realize there was a demon. And please don't kill me. Please don't give me this demon. Please don't give me this demon. I don't want to be hurt. Please, 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 please. Whose orders? Whose orders? Give me a name. My commanding officer. What's his name? Whose name is... His name is, 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 Kernick, uh, uh, Kernick, Captain Kernick, he, 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 he told me. What happened to the, to the man you took last night? Where is he? <laughs> the man who was captured last night. If, if, if we did, 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 did take someone, he, he, he would be in, in, in the old, oh, Where in the old, which that's... building? Where do they keep prisoners? <laughs> Oh, in the the, 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 the the big one. The big building. Can I go? Please. I, I told you all I know. Please let me go. I have a, I have a, well, I don't have a family, but I have a, I have a sock I really like. Please let me go. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I didn't mean to go there, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking a sock puppet, and then, of course, it had to go. Down. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I don't understand that whole thing. Like, I just, I don't get it. I We'll never get it. <laughs> it's weird. It's every like no matter what. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sock puppet's normal. <laughs> I don't like the other sock. <laughs> we don't talk about the other sock. All of a sudden, Silway, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and you look up, 
and you see the smiling round face of a middle-aged woman who says, Hey, dearie, what, what are you doing here to, to one of the older here? This man came for us. Well, he's, you know, that's kind of his job, so I think you should let him go before there's something serious happening. She stands up and, and calmly puts the dagger back in, in its sheath and then gives the man a glare and then walks back towards the inn. Okay, there we go. Okay, on your feet. Oh, no, you're... Oh, no. I, and you see him lean against her and start sobbing and she starts comforting him. Oh, no, there, there, oh, no, oh, you're okay, oh, no, come, come, let me make you some soup, come on. And she walks him away towards one of the buildings nearby. I want to go with that person, <laughs> they sound lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't I have gotten kidnapped by her? I think that this is a good place for us to jump back over to Rotan. Oh, dear. We're going to actually jump back in time to earlier in the evening, right after you were captured. You are frog-marched back into the compound, surrounded by the guards of the Odal, many of whom are half-dressed, wearing plates of armor, breastplates over nightshirts, or nightshirts and boots, as if they were all in slumber and were woken. Instead of going through the main entrance, they bring you to a small door in the base of the tower. They push you in through the door. You are greeted by the smell, like the stench of a kept animal. And you see on the ground in front of you, it's hay scattered all over the dirt floor of the bottom of the tower. Ahead of you, you see a spiral staircase heading upwards into the darkness. You look up as you walk by, you see some light coming from higher up in the tower. You pause and look upwards when you're shoved from behind towards another door in the opposite wall. You're shoved through the door and taken into a very strange room. It's almost a corridor with a sloping hallway ahead of you, which dead ends, and there are two doors branching off either side once you get to the end. They push you down the ramp and into one of the rooms. Once you're in the room, two guards point swords at you, while a third begins to unbuckle your armor. I say, hands off! No. I want to slap his hands away. <laughs> your arms are bound, but they're bound in front of you. So I guess you could slap with, like, both of them. Yeah, definitely. You start resisting and slapping at him, and... and... <laughs> the two men on either side draw closer with their swords and raise them up towards your neck. So you have two points at your neck. Ah! I, I would not do that. Ah, well, uh, you, you've raised two excellent points. Uh, I... Uh, go, go ahead, I guess. Okay. And he... Did you see what I did there with... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, no, it was... No. I, I don't want to go into Gruber, but, you know, I'm verging on the edge. Anyway. Sir, what's your um, name? Oh, uh, my name is Mitchell. Mitchell, what's your backstory? I was born a long way from here. Let's, let's, I mean, let's fast forward. What, 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 uh, why, why am I arrested? Well, you were here, and I was told to bring you here. 
And we're here. Ah, so you just follow orders without questioning? Well, yeah. That's what life is like in the Odal. Ah, well, I suppose that makes a certain amount of sense. I thought so. So, um, uh, I need you to sit down so I can take off your shoes. Ah, uh, wh why, why do you need my shoes? Oh, I was told to take off your shoes. Seems very sinister, taking one's shoes. I don't think so. I think you're up to no good. I think you're up to no good. Ah, you first. What is your scheme? <laughs> uh, give me a, uh... God. <laughs> Performance? No. Intelligence? Want to go straight up intelligence check? Uh... <laughs> I, performance. Let's do performance. Per okay. The battle of the minus modifiers. Well, Pretty much. I, if it's intelligence, I rolled... Uh, a one, but if it's <laughs> if it's performance, then I got a seven. <laughs> He'd still beat you. Okay. Not by much, but he beat you. No, I don't think so. I'm up to good. I guard the town. I am a hero. Heroes don't wander around with weird six-legged demon cats. What demon cat? Oh, oh, you mean Muffy and? And Tuffy and Buffy? No, they're me friends. Ah. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Hmm. Well, that is unfortunate. Uh. <laughs> Why do we keep murdering guards' friends? <laughs> I think you should get some new friends. Making friends with demons is not a very, very intelligent pastime. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. Uh, jeez. That's, uh... That's a 25. Oh, well, hmm. I never thought about it like that. I should evangelize more often. But, um, I'll, I'll have to consider it. Uh, I would ask you to be my friend, but you're my prisoner. And I can't be friends with a prisoner. That wouldn't be right. Who says you can't be friends with a prisoner? I think it's in the rule book. You have a rule book? Oh, yeah. I'll have to go look at it. Maybe after I take your shoes. Well, it must not be very good if it tells you who you can and can't be friends with. Oh, huh. The only people you can't be friends with are, are evil people. And there's nothing evil about me. I don't know. You broke in here. That's not good. Did I break in here? Oh, yeah. Ha. Huh. <laughs> I didn't think I did, but I might have. Interesting. Well, it was a bit of an accident. I mean, things got away from me, I guess. You know, uh, one thing starts happening and another thing starts happening, and the next thing you know, you've broken into a place. He stands there nodding, as if trying to follow your line of thought and not really succeeding. While you are pontificating in evangelizing <laughs> about the evils of demon worship, they have removed your armor, your, at least your upper armor, your breastplate and your bracers and your boots. And they have put everything in a pile in the corner along with your weapon. I wasn't wearing my heavy armor, just... Okay, so, but your chainmail armor and all that other stuff. And your one hammer that is still with you. Goodbye, Justice. Well, I guess we say goodbye now. And he gestures you towards a door that you just noticed was in the wall to your left. A door opposite the one you came in. Goodbye. We've barely said hello. Okay, hello. And goodbye. 
the two guards with the swords jab at you to prod you to move. Mitchell, I don't think you're working for the good guys. Oh, well, all right. And he opens the door for you to walk through. Rotan goes through, but not before he, he like, gets one last, Timora will judge you for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm a peon from World of Warcraft. Job's done. <laughs> Do their uniforms have little skulls on them? Because if they've got little skulls on them, that's a pretty good indication that they're the baddies. Uh, they do not. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Rotan, you are escorted or forced into an oblong room that seems completely bare. The ground seems to be uncovered. There are no stones. It just seems to be a... Oh, God damn it. Soft uh, earth material. Of which I should probably know what it's actually called, but dirt? don't and feel bad. No, not dirt. I like it's like a, I don't know. Low. It's, I did want to say gravel, but it's um, oh. sand. Is it sand? Cobbles. Uh, sort of, sort of like hard sand. Concrete. No, no, no. So it's, it's a rock. Hard, hard sand is a rock. Sandstone. All right, enough of this. <laughs> this is why I, I try not to talk about earth and stones and anything of that nature. I, I get down. Uh, what What is the chemical <laughs> composition of, of the floor? If only that would be in character for Rotan to do. Note to self, roll up geologist in next campaign. <laughs> oh god, that would be annoying. <laughs> Wait! There is another rock formation over here! <laughs> At the end of the room, on the slanted part of the oblong wall is a curtain which is drawn at the moment. You enter the room, and you take a couple steps into it, when suddenly the curtain opens, revealing a mirror. At first, you see only your reflection. You look bloody, tired, and haggard. The image before you begins to swirl. Your reflection returns once again, but you are younger, and standing once again in the Great Hall at Bastardshire. A stout figure approaches behind you, he is glowering in disappointment. It is your father. You turn away from the mirror, only to find him standing before you. He raises his hand and backhands you across the face. You taste blood. Roll for initiative. Rotan rubs his uh, cheek a little. Wait, roll for initiative? <laughs> Wait, which one? Roll for initiative. <laughs> ah! Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Young me is so much better. <laughs> that's uh, that's an 18. You go first. Mrs. Young me? This is, I don't know, you're not sure, you're not looking at the mirror anymore. Oh. This is you. This is me. This is oh, you, shit. and you're not looking into the mirror anymore. You're looking behind you into the room, and your father is standing there in front of you. And whether you are young me or young me, whether you are young you or actual you, it still feels like he is taller and so much bigger than you are. I'm just wondering how I should pitch my voice. <laughs> it's totally up to totally you. It's your call. Weird. Okay. Hmm. What? What? Why did you do that? Uh, disappointment, boy. I mean, I, I, I know that you, you, you've said that before, but, but why, why this time? He raises his hand as if to slap you again, to backhand you, but just kind of fakes it. You know why. 
You're a shame to your family. You're worth less than your brothers. You're even worth less than your sister. I'm... I'm... You are an intellectual brat. I'm... I'm not. I'm... You are? I'm not. I've seen you buried in those books. What's wrong with books? You're a disgrace to our name. Well, I... I don't like the cut of your face. <laughs> and he goes... Uh, and, and I want to try and slap him back. Okay. Roll the CP hit. Oh... Uh, Okay. Uh, that's a, do I add anything to this? I guess strength? Or attack bonus? Uh, yes. I think it's your attack okay. bonus for unarmed. Yeah. Uh, so if it's strength, that uh, would be a 10. You go to slap him, and he blocks your strike. He raises his arm and blocks it. Can't even manage that. And he goes and this time makes a fist and rears back to punch you. Can I knee him in the groin? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you can this time, because he, he, okay. he, <laughs> oh, he misses. Attacking. Oh, okay. Yeah, he attacks. It's his turn. He, he attacks. He swings, and you're able to duck it. I want to knee him in the groin. <laughs> okay. So give me a... Did not I guess think to Roton hit? would be making this roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is an 11 to knee him in the groin. <laughs> you knee him but you just miss his groin and you hit his outer thigh and he grunts, but it doesn't do any real damage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't knee him in a cod piece or anything like that. No, 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 nothing like that. Pathetic. I should have put you in the water. I don't know what that means. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he, he, what he, with he... your sock? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to, to punch you again and you're able to deflect it. I should have drowned you, boy. Drowned you like a sack of cats. You know, I've met cats, and they're not so bad. Why Why are you so mean all the time? Stop simpering, boy, and fight. Why? Why should I do anything you want? He takes another swing at you and connects for four points of damage. And remember, unlike everybody else, you have not rested. He punches you straight in the face, right across the jaw, and you feel the coppery taste of blood as it trickles out of the corner of your mouth. Come on, boy, put up your fists. No, no, I've had enough of you. You're not going to do anything, you're just going to stand there? He swings at you again, and he hits again. This time he punches you in the stomach <coughs> for another four points of damage. I... <laughs> you what? I don't care about you. What do you think this is? Your imagination? Do you think you can just dismiss me by not believing in me? <laughs> this isn't one of those stories, kid. I'm not saying I don't believe in you. I'm saying I don't care. You're a horrible, horrible person. I'm going to be like my brother. The good one. The one we don't talk about anymore. <sighs> and I thought he was the biggest disappointment. Until you came along. He tries to grab you by your shirt collar and uh, give me a strike check. That is a 19. He grabs you and tries to push you back, but you resist. Uh, <laughs> this incredible, genuine grin spreads across Rotan's face. Wow, you've never said I was best at anything before. <laughs> is that all you're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to try to knee you in the groin. Okay. He hits. 
Oh. First, I kick you in the nuts, then you kick me in the nuts, and then we go back and forth <laughs> kicking each other in the nuts until one of us falls down. <laughs> that was a really great impression. It really was. Thank you. You are doubled over now, Rotan. <laughs> and he still has his hands on you. How much damage? Two points of damage. Two points of groin damage? Yes. Make sure you take that off your groin damage pool. Cool. That's separate from my normal health pool, correct? Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Really only has two, maybe three points of damage anyway. That's that's my temporary point pool. (laughs) Did that make you feel good? I feel great. You're not going to do anything, right? You're going to just keep talking? Yeah, yeah. Give me a strength check. That is a uh, nine. In strength, that seems superhuman. He picks you up and hoists you over his head, much like a wrestler preparing to power slam somebody. Aha! As I suspected, you're not really my father after all. (laughs) So dumb. So very dumb. And he throws you against the wall. (laughs) Ah, well, isn't that fortuitous? He throws you into the wall, Rotan, and you take 14 points of damage. (laughs) Well, that's convenient. (laughs) Isn't it, though? Yeah, it's very convenient. That's, uh, I'm down to zero. You look up at him, and he's standing over you, glowering at you, as the world around you begins to go black. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Season 2 of Multiclass Theater, as the uh, guy at the start of the episode told you. Thank you so much for listening to our little show. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to turn things over to Diana right away because she has some really special stuff to tell you. Hey, everybody. Glad you could join us. Um, We're really thrilled that you've listened this far. Uh, We have a special treat coming up for you. We are approaching our one-year anniversary. And as part of that, we are doing a special episode or possibly series of episodes featuring some of the people who have helped us. And we are recording one of those episodes tonight. And as is our tremendous fortune, we are graced with a number of guest stars. First, we have Rachel Ray Shannon, who played the goddess in season two, episode one, as well as... One of the other voices in the very beginning, whose name I completely forget because I only wrote the thing. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be here. And I do think her name was Kate, if I'm not mistaken. That might have been you, but I'm not, you know, it's all right. I was there. I was there. It's (laughs) okay. Yeah, she wasn't around long, so it didn't, I guess, didn't really matter. No, she didn't make it anyway, so, you know, we can just mourn her and move on. <laughs> no, she she didn't. And Rachel's going to be doing some other voices coming up in episodes uh, that we'll be posting soon. Ooh. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, and we're thrilled to have you. We also have Matt Sergis, who was also in episode one, who played a mysterious stranger. Uh, who has a name, but the name has not been revealed yet. It's classified. And he also did some great work for... Rachel and Matt did some great work with me on uh, the Fall of the Ron episode of Four Orbs. 
and we are thrilled to have Matt here us here with us today. Hi, how's it going? Matt also is a real live professional voiceover actor who has you know credits and commercials and other stuff. You know, just a few. Do what I can. He's also a tremendous D and D nerd, lest you think he's you know. <laughs> that one, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, you do you run your own do you run your own group? Do you do it via Twitch or are you Yeah, yeah. Um well y- they're all from California where I'm where I'm from. So when we're, when I'm whenever I'm there we play in person, but um right now we just use Discord and Roll20. And you play the uh the greatest version of Dungeons and Dragons ever created, which is the Ravenloft yes. Strahd. Curse of Strahd. It's Seriously, the greatest. Amazing. <laughs> yes. If you like vampires and all things goth in your Dungeons & Dragons, that is the way to go. Yep. Yep. It has everything. <laughs> yes. And and last but not least, um, we have as an extra special guest star, because she's never played before and swore she would never, ever, ever play in her entire life. And here I am. My lovely wife, Ielsa who played a character in the Herding Cats episode. Actually, she played several characters in the Herding Cats episode. Yes, I I played Little Bear, the monkey, and I believe you played the dinosaur. So we are very thrilled to have her play with us. She's also a super talented jewelry designer, and she's flashing her rings at the camera, but since this is an audio podcast, you can't see that. But trust me, they are fantastic. Indeed. Oh, thank you. They will be for sale very shortly. Yeah, so if you like big goth rock, glam, like badass metal pieces, badass pieces, that is, uh, and her company's Thorned Heart Designs. So, you know, check it out. Uh, and I also have with me, as usual, uh, Amanda, Mike, and Adam. Well, you heard Mike already. <laughs> and you know, and you know how my, you know how much Adam likes to talk in these things. So, yep, <laughs> I'm here too. Hi. I do so much talking in the normal show, so it's I feel like I should be quiet. This is true. So and and currently like I feel like I'm in the safest place relative to everybody else because apparently well I guess Matt 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 and my wife obviously are here in New York City as well, but everywhere else in the country is on fire at the moment. Oh it is far too wet for us to be on fire down here. We just get blown away and we're flooded. Yeah. Uh, well yeah, Mike Mike lives in Florida, which it's own other level of apocalypse it has the opposite problem yes that's the <laughs> opposite you have like, problem don't you have like six weather systems headed your way right now or something i don't even want to no, i don't i don't even want to think okay. about it we just had our backyard finished so we're not gonna we're, we're thinking you know what we're ready for it fine bring it on <laughs> that that's the floridian in you mike that's the spirit there there is no floridian in me that's that's the point oh i don't know about that it's, it's all trauma <laughs> Okay, on that note, uh, I think we can edit here, and we'll get around to the rest of the other 49 states in future mid-rolls. Like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, whatever. Oh, yeah, all that other stuff, you know, social media, find us. You know where we us, are, you listen us, to us. Review us. Yep. Worship us. Give us validation. Shower us with money. Bye. Yes, Adam's done. He's give, officially given us the bye, so uh, we're going to call it. Enjoy the show. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Mist and Silway, you are back at the inn. Or Silway, you have come in the door following your interrogation in the snow. 
the inn has started to fill up a little bit, and everyone seems to be congregated around the bar in conversation, whispering amongst themselves. And when you walk in the door, you see them look in your direction and then duck down again and start whispering. She makes a show of ignoring them. Silio goes over to Darius then. You walk over there, and Darius is sitting in his chair by the fire. Trevor comes walking over, his arms full of plates, on which seems to be a flat, cheesy meat concoction, which he drops on the table in front of you, along with three mugs, which he sets down. It's only after he sits down that you realize that he has a mouthful of food as well. Trevor, maybe you can help us out here. We need to figure out what to do about Rotan. Um, well, uh, I thought we would rescue him. I think he would rescue us. How would you go about rescuing him? Oh, um, I would probably, I guess, sneak in. I'm kind of pretty good at that, but um, I, I'm not good at fighting, so I wouldn't want to fight. Well, if you sneak properly, there is no fighting. Yeah, so um, that that's what I would do. I I don't know, maybe... um, I don't know, I'm not very good at plans. That's why I was still sleeping in the basement at the Thieves' Guild. It seems to me that we have three people who are very good at getting into places that aren't supposed to be in. Um... Has anybody told Gruber? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wondering. <laughs> Who's Gruber? What is it? Who is this? <laughs> I'll be totally honest. I forgot he was along for the ride. Is, oh, no. is it wrong to say no because we don't need five minutes of Gruber crying on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, somebody should probably tell him. But I, I worry he'd probably go off and try to save him himself. Did we? Did, is he still? Did he sleep through all that? No, Gruber wasn't in his bed when you oh. got back. So you haven't seen him yet this morning. He's already halfway through his rescue mission. Or he could be attending to the horses. But you know, that would be very, very Gruber appropriate. So um, if you if you want, I I can go. I I can talk to Gruber. I kind of want to see you talk to Gruber. I want to see your, your voices alternate. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? I think Sylvie's mostly just in a huff at this point. She's just sitting there with her arms crossed at the table, like, looking irritated. Maybe she's stealing food off Trevor's plate. She has her own. He, he oh. brought her a plate. Of and course he did. Mist. Not a thief. <laughs> no, he, he brought one from Mist, too. So he brought everybody a plate. All right, well, then she is she's eating. She's just, she needs some calories at her right now. Human is, of course, cutting leaves. Or, um... It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. Human is, of course, there. cutting uh, Mist's food for him. Silway <laughs> rolls her eyes whenever the food lifts itself into his mouth. <laughs> Every time that happens, that seems to be drawing more attention from the bar. <laughs> as people whisper and discreetly start pointing at what's going on. Okay, you know which building he's in. Or at least what the scared guy told you would be the building that he's in. Assuming, you know, that that's reliable information. But let's go with it. Let's assume that it is. What we need to do is figure out how strongly guarded that is and where else he could have been moved if he was taken from there. So all of that requires us getting in. 
I think there's a way to get us inside the gates that doesn't require sneaking and trespassing and starting things off with a fight. You want to get inside the front gate without sneaking, so you want to knock on it? You want to do the rotan method? Yes, but since this is, like, daytime now, (laughs) they're not going to be disturbed by somebody knocking on the gate in the middle of the night in armor. And all they're going to see are a couple of travelers. Now, yeah, I know, they don't seem to like travelers, but we'll figure that out. They're also on high alert, enough to send people out searching for us. Well, who's us? You know, they're, what are they looking for now? Uh, do you think they're looking for me? Uh, they don't... They couldn't know what we look like. Otherwise, they wouldn't have harassed me at all. Because this is clearly not a face that was there last night. <sighs> well, um, that that's a good point. That is true. They don't know what we look like. Or at least they didn't. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what are you saying? I'm saying... This is some good labor case, isn't it? <laughs> I'm saying you're going to need a disguise, too. A disguise? I can do. Well, then that simplifies things. Hey, what about me? Uh, Have they seen your face yet? I don't think so. I was hiding under the covers. Well, then let me put this one by you when we approach their gate. He, he kind of turns his back to the bar, reaches up to towards his hat, and his form shivers, and he says, Um... Hello, um, you'll be my apprentice, and you are our, um, assistant. Uh, and, well, we are simply traveling, uh, along the road, and we came across a carriage from this village that seemed to have been beset by highwaymen. And we thought the Odal might like to know that uh, such a fate had befallen some of their citizenry. He looks like Mugby. That's my. That's my really. I see. Yeah, that's, that's... Um, should I don't get an accent like you? <laughs> uh, actually, I think you're fine if you talk like yourself, kid. Oh, thank goodness! I don't think I could have kept that. Trevor up. doing a Mugby impression. Yeah, that's. After dial it in. Oh, there's Mugby. There's Mugby. I found him a little bit better. Had to had to dial it in a little bit better. It's not quite as wizened as I was making him sound. Well, that's okay. They may or may not. Yeah, know that's fine. But and a little bit of taffy in yes, the mouth. I have to roll it back a little bit. Yes. Yeah, like, a little bit closer. Like oh, that's yes, a little bit closer. Still. I am not even gonna try to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Silly will pull out some other mysterious accent when the time comes. Um, um. I mean, I'm not playing Shing, uh, so I don't know. Why I feel like it's the need to mimic him exactly, but maybe, um, maybe I can wear a different hat. Whatever floats your boat, kid. Rotan, you slowly come to, to find yourself staring 
at a stone ceiling. You try to move your arms and legs and find yourself bound with your arms stretched over top of your head and your feet bound below you. You look to the left and to the right. You try to lift up and realize you are chained to a table. Around you on the floor and at the bottom of the table and on the sides, it seems to be stained a deep crimson red. You struggle against the chains. You pull, squirm, toss your head from side to side, and you see in the corner a pile of clothing or leaning against the wall in the corner is a sword you know only too well. Oh, it's my brother's sword, no doubt. No doubt. Rotan grins and says, Ha ha! I win! <laughs> As you say that, you hear footsteps come from behind you. You turn your head and you see a man staring down at you. An old man with a long, scraggly gray beard. He has a crimson almost cross on his forehead drawn from his hairline down the bridge of his nose and then across his forehead. His teeth are dirty and dark, his hair scraggly and unwashed, but his robes are immaculate with a prominent flower. Hello, evildoer. He leans over you. His breath stinks of garlic. I see you're awake. Oh, yes, you are, you. Or am I? And then he, like, pops his eyebrows up and down. And... Oh, you're a cheeky one. Yes, I've been told about you. Have you? Well, really, yes. what have you been told? I've been told about your fight. In fact, I watched it myself. It was... Ah, quite stimulating. I've never seen anybody just give in to their fears the way you did. Well, I'm not sure I'd classify it that way. You stood there as your father, I guess, beat the living snot out of you. Well, he wasn't really my father. Wasn't he? No. No, of course not. So, I have come to discern and learn that you are Rotan the Bastard. Yes, that, that is me. Ah, please, please to meet you. What, what, what is your name? My name is not important. Uh, but, but it matters to me. Well, I'm sure a lot of things matter to you, but I am the one in control of this conversation. And I do not wish to talk about me. I wish to talk about you and your brother. Oh, where, where is my brother? What have you done with him? Well, that's a funny story. Your brother is elsewhere. He, much like you, has daddy issues. But unlike you, he fought back and he killed his father. Strange to have such different reactions. Have you thought about wearing an eye patch? I think it would really <laughs> complete the look. <laughs> I don't think you are taking me seriously. You'd probably get disadvantage on perception checks now, so I can understand. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. I'd hoped to have a pleasant conversation with you, but there are other ways of talking. Well, you could give me your name. Hmm. Very strange. 
And you could let me go. That will not be happening. Really? But... We can't sit at a table and talk like normal people. Oh no, you decided to invade my home. Yeah. Put my people at risk. Kill my pets. Well, they, they attacked me. Because you were where you did not belong. Says you. Yes, says me. I'm not having this conversation. Oh, I don't know about that. You see him turn his back to you. And you hear rummaging as if he's organizing things on a small table. What have you done with my brother? Perhaps you will find out. Someday. A great way to find out would be for you to just tell me. He turns back around to face you. And in his hand is a small bowl. And in his other hand is a brush. Have you heard about the fire blossom? Are you aware of its properties? Ah. Uh, Do you know why it is so coveted in this land? It's, it's very pretty. Yes, it is. Truly a striking red. Almost the color of blood. But no, Roton, that is not why it is coveted. For you can find it in every street, in the dark alleys, in the deepest dens, even some of the richest houses. For it will take you away from here and take you on a journey to happiness, to oblivion. Everyone searches for something different. Does this journey involve copious amounts of blood? Because there is a lot of blood in this room. Oh, Rotan, that is not blood. That is the pollen of the flower. Oh. He leans over you, and he dips his brush into the bowl. He lifts it up, and it's covered with red powder. I... I have my own journey to go on. Well, I'm afraid that journey is over. I want to blow as hard as I can. Because <laughs> it's a powder, right? It is a powder. I want to try and blow it into his face as hard as I can. Okay, um... Huh. Dexterity? Constitution? Performance? <laughs> No, not performance. It's a question of, are you accurate, or do you have enough wind to do it? This is a ranged attack. <laughs> uh, sleight of mouth. Let's constitution for, like, breath. Okay, let's, we'll do a constitution do check. Uh, 16. You blow hard on the brush, and you manage to blow quite a bit off of the brush, but it seems to float harmlessly by over his shoulder. Well, aren't we cheeky? And he dips the brush in once again. I blow again. <laughs> Before you can do that, as you are huffing to blow, he steps back. So he is behind your shoulder. Oh, okay. Closer to the top of your head. So you actually can't blow at him anymore. And you can only see him out of the corner of your eye. I hold my breath. And he reaches down and he begins brushing it. Starting at the bridge of your nose up towards your scalp and then across your forehead. Uh-oh, that's how it works. <laughs> he finishes and he walks around you and he tilts his head looking down at you admiring his work. I feel like this would be a good time to say that you're never going to get away with this. Yes, I've heard that before. Quite the pretty picture. Oh well. It was good to meet you, Roton. 
can't say, uh, can't say the pleasure has been mine. Rattan, I want you to make a constitution check. Damn, I was really hoping the blowing thing would work. It could have, but it, it was going to be difficult. Eight. I don't get advantage? No. Okay. <laughs> you would have if things had gone differently, but... Huh. Mental note for the Behind the Curtain episode. How could that have gone differently? <laughs> you might not have been at zero hit points. You are lying on the table, staring up at this strange, dirty man, and you don't feel like anything is happening. In your head, you want to tell him that nothing is happening and laugh in his face, but somewhere between the brain and your mouth, the thought dies, and you find you cannot move at all. You can still see, but you're staring catatonically up at him. Soon your vision begins to cloud, and a feeling of bliss and happiness fills you, like the happiest time from your childhood flooded back into your body. As those memories surge and soar, and you follow them to different places in your mind. And as you take this journey, we jump back to Mist and Silway. Oh, darn it! Mist and Silway. And Chuck Hammerfist. Slab, bulkhead. <laughs> I, that's, I was going for something in that, that sort of milieu. I don't know which one I love more. Big McLarge Huge or Bob Johnson. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I know I like, which one I love more. I like Big McLarge Huge. I need to watch that episode again. It's so good. Not as good as Mitchell. Mitchell's still my favorite. Okay, what's the party order? Mist is leading. Okay. Disguised as Mugby and uh, holding the green staff to really sell the disguise. I'm definitely a magic user. I mean, I'm a magic user, but I'm definitely a was in little was he a gnome? No, he's not. He's just a very short human, but he has very like a very bushy mustache and wild red hair. Okay, he may he may be a slightly taller version of himself. I can't remember the exact limitations on disguise, but he might be a slightly taller version of Bugby. But it... we'll say next is Trevor or Chuck Hammerfist, and you notice as Trevor's walking, he seems to be walking more confidently. His posture seems to be better. He's puffing out his chest as if he's really getting into this part. And then grumbling behind is Silway. As soon as they get within sight distance of the compound, she will say, okay, hold on one second. Um, I've only done this once or twice before, so it may or may not work. And then she will close her eyes and concentrate and cast Altered Self on, her, on herself. And she will turn into an old woman about the same age as... Mugby, who looks like... How old is Mugby? Is he, like, old, old, or is he middle-aged? No, he's probably in his 70s. Okay. So she'll be about the same age as him. Uh, I'm going to say she's taller, though. I think she's uh, a good six inches or so taller than uh, than Mugby. Or Miss's version of Mugby. That would make sense. I mean, I could see that as a couple, if that's what you're implying. I'm going for the couple, the old couple, yes. Three of you moving very slowly as you two are perhaps overselling the part. <laughs> arrive at the crest of the bridge 
and look beyond at the compound to discover that the gates are wide open. There are two guards standing outside, not on high alert. There's no increased presence. They look actually kind of bored. Uh, what are we going for here? I was thinking apprentice, like wizard apprentice thing, but I don't know that you're, you went you went a different direction. Well, it's not it's not too late to go in any direction. But I guess I was thinking married couple and apprentice Chuck over here. Yes, Chuck Hammerfist is your apprentice. I think I I was gonna say bodyguard, but yeah, apprentice works too. Try to talk less, Trevor. <laughs> the less you say, the better. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Is this way? I think it's going to be Mara. It's Mara now. Oh, boy. Okay, Mara. <laughs> this will end well. I, I mean, it usually does. I, I reckon in about five minutes, I'm going to be throwing down Wall of Thorns and Darkness <laughs> and all kinds of shit, so... There might be an old lady knife fight going on. We'll see. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, summon Human just so that I have... Just to have him have him there with us just in case I need, you know, an invisible force to do a thing. Uh, Silway's going to approach, or follow Mist, slash Mugby. Like, let him do the talking. So he'll uh, head across the bridge up towards the guards. As you get close to the gate, one of the guards steps forward and casually throws out his hand to have you stop. He does. Good day, traveler. What brings you by the Odal this afternoon, or or this very kind of fine day? Oh, good, this is the Odal. Um, we were traveling along the road from the south, and we were beset by a horrifying man in shining armor. He, he came upon us in the night and stole many of our belongings, raided our, raided our carriage, and uh, fled off to the north here and we came into town this morning cold and weary and heard that some commotion uh, had taken the town last night and well we thought perhaps you had the man that did this to us we want to face him well I'm I'm sorry to hear about your troubles that is just the worst uh I didn't think we had many brigands in these parts, but, you know, we're going to have to double our patrols. If you want, we have one of our uh, administrators in the public entrance. You just you go in and you talk to them, and, and I'm, I'm sure sorry about your trouble. And you too, ma'am. And he kind of tips his hat, because apparently he's from the Old West. And um, you too, sonny boy. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. So he just nods agreeably. This is the public entrance, or is it? In, is oh, he uh, allowing I, I'm us? sorry. I, I'm sorry. He leans down close to you and he says, "Okay, you see over there? You see those those double doors there? You just go right in there. Um, there's a bunch of chairs. I don't think there's anybody waiting, but if there is, you can just have a seat, and somebody will be with you shortly." That is much appreciated. I'm so sorry about your trouble. Just, you know, I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm sorry. Well, I appreciate the concern. Yes, here, have a copper piece. And simply hands the, the man a <laughs> tiny piece of copper. Well, thank you, ma'am. But, you know, we don't, we don't do it for the money. So um, I'll, I will take this and I will put it in the donation box. Thank you so much. Don't tell your supervisor that's for you. 
No, I, I, I... Get yourself a nice haircut. You need a haircut, young man. Uh, well, okay, ma'am. <laughs> you probably haven't cut it since January. <laughs> just, just right, right over there. The double doors can't miss them. I'm, I'm, you, you all have a, you all have a good day. Off she goes. We walk right on by. Trevor struts behind you. Sorry, Chuck Hammerfist struts behind you. And you walk to the double doors. You open them up. You are greeted by a very pleasant room with oak paneling. There are paintings along the walls depicting Odal members doing various deeds, fighting brigands and orcs and helping people. There is thick, lush carpeting on the floor. There are very fine wood benches lining the walls. Uh, At the other end of the room, about midway through, a wooden railing divides the room in two. It is interrupted by a desk, which is a half circle. Sitting behind the desk is a woman with fiery red hair and monocle. As she sees you enter, she beckons you forward. Ah, the capitalist's eye patch. Oh, hey, how are you doing there? Why don't you come on over here? Come, come, come. Come, don't be scared. We're, we're, we're friendly here. Come on over there. Mist approaches one of the chairs and then looks pointedly at Chuck. I shall sit here. And he goes and sits down. <laughs> so, how you doing there? Come on, come on. Oh, you're, bless your hearts. You're so, such a precious couple. Come on, come on in. Mist pulls out a chair for Silway. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. That's so sweet. It's good to see that kind of love after so many years. Then pulls a chair out for himself... But before he sits down, thwaps Chuck lightly with the staff. Hey! Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. And then takes the seat himself. So you two are sitting. The counter is tall enough as to not really require, or it was not intended for people to sit at. So she, instead of making you get up, leans up on her tippy toes and pulls herself over the counter so she can talk to you as you were seated before it. So how can I help you there? Welcome to the Odal. I just want to say, you know, on behalf of the Odal, uh, welcome. I guess we had a speech, but I kind of forgot most of it. It's, it's been a while since anyone's come up here, you know. Things have been kind of quiet. What can I do for you? Come to think of it, I haven't really seen you before. Well, that's part of why we're here. We've been traveling uh, from the south and... Last night we were beset by some brigand on the highway, and... Uh, oh, goodness gracious me, that's terrible. Yes, there's a, a big fellow with a hammer and a growling deep voice, and uh, he fled off to the north. Uh, and we thought, uh, when we came upon uh, your town this morning and saw that there was some kind of uproar going on that maybe this same brigand had we had followed the same brigand here and perhaps you knew something about him oh that's oh god he sounds like a terrible beast a real bastard if you ask me he really don't we don't use that kind of language personally but i'm so sorry to hear you say that it's it's really that's too bad so uh well that's that's a pickle there I'll tell you what, you know, I just kind of write down things and take some notes. We've got, like, you know, sort of caseworkers that kind of handle this stuff. So, uh, if you just wait here for a sec, I'll go get one. 
you know, just, just, would you, wait, I, so rude of me, would you like some tea? Oh, very kind, uh, I'm, do, I am okay, um, dear, do you want something to drink? I could use a nice whiskey. Oh, oh, that's so adorable, no, but we don't have the whiskey, you know, the Odal doesn't believe in, in drinking. We take a solemn vow not to imbibe the spirits. They muddled the brain. She gives the woman a very skeptical look and tries very hard not to comment further. I think I would like some tea. I won't have anything. No, no thank you. Tea for the boy then, please. Okay there. Glad to do it. Just, just hold on a sec. I'll be right back. Just be back in a jiff. Don't you move a muscle. If you want, here, and she reaches down and hands you a, looks like a small brochure. On the front of it is written, What has the Odal done for you? And there is a drawing of the compound and the flower over top of it. And it goes through a brief promotional history of the Odal and all of its great works and deeds and glories and charities and kindness. It's quite a piece of propaganda. You just read that. I'll be back in a jiff. Don't, don't, don't you bother. So, and then she pushes back and walks away. Silly reads the brochure curiously, just flipping through it to see if anything noteworthy. Give me a history check. 20? 21. What stands out to you, and you're not quite sure exactly why this pops out, but it, it seems that the Odal has been around for a very long time. That the Order's been around for 320 years, if not more. That seems like it's longer than Harath has been around. Slightly, yes. I just mispronounced it, but yes. This interesting. This this place has been around longer than Harath. Just barely. How did they get up here before the city was even founded? I guess we'll just wait for the administrator to come back, or the caseworker. After a few minutes, the administrator comes back, and she is with another woman who looks a little bit older, a little taller. She has blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail. She has very stark features and cold eyes. When she speaks, she sounds like she's trying to be compassionate, but doesn't quite know what that sounds like. Hello. Ah, good to see you. I am Sybil. I am one of the liaisons. For the odor, I am very happy to meet your acquaintance. Why don't you come back here with me, if you would? Rise and head back. She opens part of the railing. It's a gate that swings inward, and she lets you past. As you walk back behind the desk, you find yourself in a circular chamber with vaulted ceilings and pillars holding up the roof. There are frescoes painted along all of the walls, depicting various scenes. Even the domed ceiling is painted. The floor is marble, and in the center of the room is a statue of a man. It looks very similar to the one that you saw in the town square. He has a sword and shield, both of which he is holding aloft. Curiously, there are two more swords on his belt. Do we remember who this guy is? You never really investigated. Give me a perception check. Fourteen. 17. Both of you notice there is a small bronze plaque at the base of the statue. As you read it, it reads, Sir Percival II. So he has no idea who that is. You can give me a history check. I'll make it hard. I'm going to decline since she just does not know the northern 
history at That's all. That's fine. Miss, do you want to try or no? Yeah. Oh, 17. You are aware that Sir Percival was one of the companions of the hero who was present at the founding of Roth 300 plus years ago. You're also aware that a lot has been named after Percival throughout the town, including the Percival School, um, which is the most elite academy in Roth, and many children who bear that name in his honor. I see you are looking at uh, the statue of our founder, Sir Percival II. He was a very, very bold man. And a fine likeness it is, too. Oh, I I imagine him much more handsome. But yes, he is very striking. So, uh, please, come come with me, uh, right off here. And she points you to an office, just off of the rotunda. She brings you into an office, which has a desk, two chairs, and it looks very friendly. It also looks a lot like something you'd find at a college admissions office. She sits down behind the desk, and she puts her elbows on the desk, and tents her fingers, and says, Now, how may I help you? Um... Yes, we were robbed by a brigand last night who smashed his way into our carriage with a big old hammer, and, well, we were hoping that perhaps he had been caught fleeing north. Oh, that is quite terrible. No, we have not seen a man fitting your description. No great brute armor and a hammer has come this way? No, not that I have seen. There are rumors in town of a man being apprehended. Oh, is that so? I don't make it to town, I'm afraid. I stay in the tower, as do all of the the acolytes and the administrators. We all live in the tower. It's, it's quite a cloistered life. Well, we were just in the town, and this, the square and the inn were full of people buzzing about newcomers and some sort of conflict in town and that the odor was involved so somebody has brought brought a man here is what we heard and we assume it must be him no one has told me of anything quite like that i'm very sorry that you have gone through that but i i don't know i i haven't heard a thing is there someone around here who would have heard do you have a prison or a place to keep people that you apprehend here Oh, no, my dear. We are we are but a, a charitable organization. And, and there is a town jail, of course, and, and anyone who violates law is kept there. We don't have anything quite like that. We do our best to ensure the peace, but we are not some sort of military force that is laughable. I don't know why you would say that. Mist starts patting Silway's leg lovingly, at least that's what the <laughs> illusion shows. The reality is he's letting his claws out just a little bit. His intention is just to kind of get her to just to kind of interrupt her thought process before it, it half works. Yeah. But you but you have guards and Yeah. Uh, uh, we, you, well, we must have been mistaken. We were led to believe that the owner provided protection and Security. Well, is that security the word I want? But that the that the owner had a role in protecting the the townsfolk, and so if such a man came through, that's why we thought you might have heard about it. 
or even been involved in his capture. Oh, we do love. It is one of our duties and our charges. But, as you understand, I, um, if such a man were to be apprehended, we would simply just turn him over to the <laughs> chief constable of town and and be done with it. We we are protectors. We are not jailers. <laughs> I don't know why you would imply we are. It's laughable, really. But, um, oh, no. <laughs> I want to read her again. <laughs> I want another read on her. Silway doesn't even need to read. The guard literally said, oh, it's getting worse. Eight. It had been a nine. Now it's an eight. Oh. Yeah. Just, just like washing over mist, apparently. Not a suspicious laugh at all. <laughs> nope, totally normal, totally legit. <sighs> is is Captain Turnig here? I'm sorry, who, dear? I, I was I was given given a name in town, uh, involuntarily, completely. Someone just offered it up to me, uh, about the name Captain Kernig had sent uh, people into the town to apprehend the, the brigands and the newcomers. Mist adjusts his. Uh, glasses, but subtly pinches the bridge of his nose as he does so. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> um, so, uh, funny that, yes, we do have someone here named Captain Koenig. He is the captain of our, our guard, you know, we to safeguard our compound. Um, and also, uh, yes, the town and the environs. And if there was someone out roaming, as you <laughs> have applied, implied, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little nervous. I don't know why. Um, but uh, uh, he would be the person who would know. But I'm afraid um, I have not seen him in quite some time. It is perhaps he is off arranging somewhere. That is what that we do from time to time. You know, it is a big territory. And so I don't think you have anything to uh, be worried about. But we will keep our eyes out for this big uh, brutish man. I, I should hate for any misfortune to, to befall such a sweet and lovely couple uh, such as you. You're adorable. And is this your son? Oh, he's so sweet. Uh, uh, yes, this is Chuck. Sup? <laughs> he's, he's, he perhaps doesn't have quite the charm that uh, that I, I like to fancy myself as having. And Mist is going to give Silway a knowing, like a very uh, kind, of a, kind of a pointed look like, yeah? She will pat her husband lightly on the knee and say, yes, dear. Oh, well. And Mist is going to kind of wave his hand in the direction of uh, Sybil and say, uh, well, I I do thank you for your time, but I I must ask, is there any way, any, that that, that you might be able to ask if anyone has, in, in your organization, has learned of this, this, bastardly fellow uh, recently and you know charm person I rolled a three so <laughs> oh um well that is a very persuasive argument you put forth yes I I think that I think maybe I can go find and see what happened to Captain uh, Koenig uh, I yes yes I, I will do so right away and she pushes back from the desk and gets up and leaves the room. <sighs> I can't decide if this is going really well or really poorly. I think you're doing great, Dad. Do <laughs> <laughs> you visibly shiver? <laughs> it's the kiss uh, shudder. <sighs> there it is. Okay, so, so, so. If worst comes to worst, we are already inside. 
We can um, scout. We can get lost, like an old couple does. You know, they get lost sometimes, wandering around. It has been 10 or 15 minutes, and she has not come back yet. I hope she comes back in the next 45, because tick-tock. That's how long my spell lasts, too. (laughs) Are you going to continue to wait? Uh, Very impatiently, Silway will give her another wait. Yeah, while while tapping her toes and and checking her imaginary wristwatch. Another 10 minutes passes, and still no Sybil. Okay, now I'm starting to get a bad feeling of this. Me too. And I'm getting impatient. I don't want to wait. Me, me three. Sorry, I just wanted to feel like I belonged. You belong, Chuck. It's okay. Pat, pat. Thanks, Bob. (laughs) How many (sighs) other people are in this room or in this in this kind of part of the building have we has like does it seem to be like a busy bustling office or is it just kind of like huh it's weird it's basically just Sybil and us it seems very empty it seems like it was just it was the uh, administrator at the door and then you walked into the rotunda which was a very loud empty echoey room and then there were two offices off of the rotunda and she led you into one of them you have not seen another person. Perhaps the uh, the spell you cast last night would work better now that we are already inside. Um, there's just a little problem on that. What's the problem? One, two, three. I think I can only get two of us. Hmm. Which two should we choose? <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Trevor, how do you feel about being a distraction? <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, I'll have to be honest. Not great. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like we should, if we should have left him at, left him back. Perhaps, but this this could work though. One of us causes a distraction. The other two sneak around find Rotan. I'm good at sneaking. I think we're all good at sneaking, but who is best at causing a scene? Rotan. Well, yes. Least, well, you have the spell. You have to you have to cast invisibility, and you have to stay with the person who is invisible. So that that rules you out. Because it's me that has to cause a distraction. I could just leave if you want. I, you know, if I'm like a third wheel. No, I think you can still be useful, Trevor. Can I? His face brightens. If she doesn't come back in five minutes, you and you and Miss turn invisible. Go find Rotan. I will uh, distract. Uh, Mara, are you are you sure? Uh, that kind of makes me nervous. I've had another worse situations before, Trevor. Yeah, but. Why don't I just leave and then you two can go invisible and, like, it won't be a problem. You sound like our dungeon master. <laughs> Take the hint. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's he's looking out for your own best interest. It's Trevor. You know how he feels. I, I mean, I want to come, but if I'm going to be a problem, I could mm. just sit here and wait. See if she comes back. If this whole thing goes pear-shaped, uh, you and I have tricks that can get us out. I don't know. I think we got really lucky getting all four of us. Well, getting the four of us as far out as we did last night. That's fair. Trevor, I feel like we're putting you at risk. More than we should. Can you can you make it out? Can you oh, oh. Can you leave this area while Mr. and I sneak around? I, I think so. Chuck Hammerfist knows no fear. <laughs> Good. You can fearlessly walk out of the public area of the building. And you can reassure uh, Gruber that we're doing what we can. Oh my god, poor Gruber. He, he doesn't know where anybody is. <laughs> Do not tell Gruber that Rotan is captured, because he will charge right in here. 
find some way to keep him busy. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll go find some ham. Uh, they gotta have ham here, right? Everywhere has ham. Oh, okay. Okay, so, uh, good luck, Mara, and, uh, Dad. <laughs> I think Trevor has different daddy issues. <laughs> oh, I want uh... this giant cat to be my dad. Well, he okay. wants Rotan to be his dad, too, so... He's just collecting father figures. Trevor stands up. You see him take a deep breath, and once again, he puffs out his chest, and he opens the door, and he walks out, closing it behind him. You ready? Uh, yeah. Just so you know, I'm going to be tapped out when I do this. We will try to avoid a fight at all costs. Which, uh, which direction did she go? I think she just left the room. Yeah, you didn't see her. She closed the door behind her. Are we going to make for the long building, then? The guard said Captain Koenig, and the prisoners were kept in the main building, the big one. Which is the building you're in. Oh. So we just have to explore this one to find the right spot. When we turn invisible, you focus on keeping us invisible. I can use my whispering ability to uh, to communicate quietly. All right. Here we go. Poof. Rotan break under the ODL's interrogation? Will Mist and Silway actually manage to execute a preconceived plan? Why does the ODL show such reverence for a sidekick? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Diana, have you ever considered doing ASMR? No. Why? Is it am I, I getting in that I area? Was, I no, it was more that uh I was kind of like Oh, oh god, we're still playing. And uh okay, we'll jump back to Mist and Soy. Okay, I'm awake now. I'm awake, I'm ready for this now. It's a good audiobook. I <laughs> I I may have may have may have had a little power nap. Um Rested my eyes. I'm glad. I'm glad it was riveting. So no, uh, I don't mean it like I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that. It's been it's been a long week, and it just was. You were hitting the right tones, and it was just like, this is very relaxing. And no, I I, I hear you. I didn't take it like that, but it's just it's uh yeah. I was like, oh god, this bores me. It was just like, this is. I'm just getting to listen to this story. This is not. Oh god, no! I gotta play it. <laughs> I don't think I like it better than your usual voice, but it's it's fun, <laughs> actually. Like it's 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 different in a fun way. I mean, you've kind of heard it, Ames. If you listen to the four orbs thing, it's a similar voice to that. Ah, okay. That I used for that. The Soldal voice. Yes, the Soldal voice. Well, I was going for. <clears throat> Hold on, let me try. Let me take that one again. Well, I was go. Nope, nope. Hang on. Wow, I lost it. Can't find it now. Come on down to Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Finger licking <laughs> it's good. Australian Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> Finger licking good. Well, I had been. I no. Wow, I can't find it. I can't find it anymore. Not that I had it to begin with, but like I'm not even close to the mark now. Oh.